coming all the way from Ohio for this talk is Convictions. And we're just down the street at Tim Hortons from their gig at the Hard Luck in Toronto. We're speaking here with Zach. Man, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I was saying that the drive from Ohio was long. That was really only a joke. Because we're only really a few hours from your home. Has Toronto been a regular stop for Convictions? Um, no, it hasn't. Um, we've actually only played Toronto one other time, that being last year, um, with a band called Affiance. Actually, another Ohio band. They were uh, doing their farewell tour. So that was our first and only time so far. We still welcome you back, even if it was just a <laughs> single stop. Well, well thanks. We're, we're glad to be back. I'm, I'm excited to play tonight. What about spending this time touring? I mean, I really can't imagine life on the road. Sleeping in the van, can that be enjoyable? Um, it can be. You know, it's you're with your best friends. We know what we signed up for, and we try to make it as comfortable as possible. You know, we got bunks in our van. Um, we also have a generator that we will run at truck stops or or a Walmart or whatever. And, and then we have an AC unit that we that we plug into that and plug in fans. So we try to make it as comfortable as possible make it bearable so but you save a lot of money that way sleeping in the van rather than doing hotels you know if you did that every day for you know a hundred dollars a day or roughly you know for 30 days that's a lot of money per month you know in a band you're already grinding as it is so so that's why we do it <laughs> then a typical dinner is you open up the hood of the van you put your can of beans on there and that's it <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that, especially with how hot it is today. But um, typically, it's uh, we get catering by the venue, or we get what we call a buyout. It's where the venue just provides us with some money to get food at the end of the night. You got to get pretty attached to your rig. I mean, this is your home away from home. Did it make your head explode when it was stolen? Yeah, that was... That was very scary. That was about two years ago in Texas. It was one of those things where it didn't really hit you. We never stay in a hotel. At this particular point, played a big festival down in Texas called South by So What. And we had our girlfriends fly in. Um, there was family there. And, you know, we were provided with the hotel. So it was one thing that we normally don't do, but we did that time, you know. And then we woke up. And I got a phone call from our guitarist, Josh, asking me where the van was. And I thought he was joking, because you can't miss the big white 15-passenger with the big white trailer attached to it. And then, you know, we thought, maybe somebody took it to get some donuts or coffee, because it was early in the morning. We checked everyone, checked everybody's keys, and oh, it was gone. So that was like... I don't know how to explain it, what, the, what I actually felt in that moment. I guess it was just shock, you know? You didn't know what to do. You know, you're stuck so far from home, and we called every impound lot, you know, didn't find anything at, you know, that point in time. Um, nothing. Long story short, the cops ended up finding it that following Monday. It was parked at a business. Um, the business called it in, so it actually got dropped. You know, whoever stole it, it was hot-wired. Everything was ripped out of the van. Um, anything they could take of value anyways. But luckily, thank God, we, they didn't get into our trailer. Most of our gear and merchandise was in there. 
you know, like I said, they did take the gear and merch out of, or whatever was they could steal out of the van, they did. So it's not like we got away scot-free on that whole situation. You know, we bought some plane tickets because we were going to fly home and we didn't need to. And then, of course, being stuck at the hotel, those costs and everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just, we relied on God and, and our fans came through, you know. It was like our prayers were answered that day and it was a blessing in disguise um, when it was all said and done. And this is the same van, the one with all the Star Wars stickers on it. <laughs> Actually, we just got a new van in February. So uh, it's about 10 years newer, same exact van. So not a lot of people even know we got a new van. But the other one, um, it just had problems. The transmission had problems. We ended up rebuilding it. And then um, it was so rusted out underneath that we had, the trailer fell off of it on our show to uh, Detroit. We had a one-off in Detroit and the hitch was actually just fell off of it because of the rust underneath after we had it all running smoothly and stuff. So, I mean, we ended up selling it and then, uh, you know, we got our, our newer one. That's where we're at with that. Aren't vehicles and bands all the same financially? They're both money pits? I would say so. <laughs> I always want to take a band back to their past and ask them about how they came together. So what about telling us the story of Convictions? Uh, yeah, I can tell you the story. Um, me, I'm actually one of the original members. Josh and I are the only two original members, actually. They came to me with the idea of, you know, playing in a Christian band and um, Josh and the other original members. I just felt like at the time, my lifestyle didn't um, reflect being like on stage and, and proclaiming uh, a Christian band. Um, and a lot of the other guys felt the same way, but they felt like that's what they needed to do. So we were like, well, if, if we're going to do it, then we're going to do it and be honest. So that's where the name Convictions came to be. Um, so like... We wrote about our convictions. What are we convicted of and, and how do we feel and certain things we struggle with and we put everything in the music. Sometimes it's, you know, it's dark and that's where I think we stick out from other bands. Um, that's a really rare thing because yeah. I've spoken with so many bands over the years. So many bands want to have all the music on the mountaintop and they never talk about the low points in life. Yeah. So what about having acceptance then from a Christian audience with those type of topics? See, that's where I think it's, it is tricky because certain Christian people don't even accept us, you know, because our music isn't just all praise and worship. Like, you know, obviously our struggles are in there and there's a lot of resolution and Bible verses and finding hope and finding affixed to those issues through our faith you know and that's in there too so but i think um it throws some people off but we do have a pretty big acceptance like we play this big festival in germany called christmas rock night and it's a christian festival we are accepted by christian people that are in this world and and still struggling along those lines um you know just like we are so that's where I think the people that get it really do accept us. 
that faith aspect certainly gets pulled out on the song The Will from your 2015 EP, Hallowed Spirit, Violent Divide. How tough is it to keep the focus on Christ, both in your personal life and when you're together with the guys on the road in the van? Yeah, I think with any job or anything, uh, everyday life just moves so fast sometimes, you know. We're driving, we're loading in, you know, today we had to go up three flights of stairs and then we got to try and promote the new album that's out today. And and with some of us, you know, we don't have service over here in Canada or we got to figure that out. So there's always these little things that seem to try and get in your way um, when in reality, you know, we always pray before our set and we are always trying to ask God to remind us, you know, why we're here, you know, and it's one reason only and that's that's Christ and and at the end of the day we just have to lay all those other little things that get in the way um, to lay those down and hope God handles the rest I guess I mentioned a moment ago about focus something that's really interesting about your band is that you describe your music as aggressive worship a lot of people would see worship and aggression as being a contradiction yeah, it's funny you say that because we did just have a comment the other day on our Facebook page. Somebody said that, you know, that is not worship. But um, if I'm not mistaken, the Bible says make a joyful noise. That does not mean it has to be, you know, harps and pianos and organs and stuff like that. So, you know, just because ours is a little bit different sounding, I think God looks at your heart, you know, and if and if your heart is in the right spot, I don't really think it matters what the exact sound is. So yeah, it it is our worship, it's our cry out to God, and I think a lot of people can belong. Oh come on now, wouldn't a harpist be a really cool addition to the band? You know, you could just go right into melodic death metal. (laughs) That's not, I don't think that's really our style, but... Convictions hasn't been the only band really to do that music style both For Today and obviously Sleeping Giant, have taken on that kind of a label. With those bands gone, that sort of leaves convictions to fill that niche. Is it good to have that type of spot to yourselves? Yeah, I think it is. And I think we've seen a lot of those fans come out to shows and they want to fill that void that Sleeping Giant and For Today left. You know, and if that's our band, cool. You know, if if we can help do that and be a band that people are passionate about, then it's great. We're up to it. <laughs> Zach, you mentioned a little bit earlier that this is big day for Convictions. It's actually the release date for your new album, Hope for the Broken. So many artists end up telling me about how excited they are about the new release, but seriously, after all the time that you spent creating and recording it, isn't sometimes it's just simply a relief to get it out there? Oh, yeah. This has been a long time coming, this day here. Um, You know, we recorded it the end of October, early November, you know. So we've been sitting on it for, you know, six, seven months. Um, And we even wrote it prior to that, a lot of it. You know, some of it we polished up in the studio, but, you know, it's been like you're holding a a secret from somebody and you, you can't wait to get it out there, you know, and... We at least got to give pieces out with the last couple singles, you know, so it's been great, for sure. Well, you certainly took on a big title, Hope for the Broken. That's quite a statement. Is Convictions God's messenger? 
Um, we feel like, you know, God does call us to help people, you know, and, and it's like we use our struggles and our faults, I think, a lot of times. And the title, Hope for the Broken, you know, it comes from, we've been through a lot in the last two years since our last release. So everything is in there and it's been, a lot of us have been at breaking points, whether it's been dealing with, you know, betrayal, uh, friendships, um, girlfriends, you know, breakups and even death. So uh, last two years has been pretty rough on the band, personally. So we just wanted to write about it. It does have dark themes, but you know, at the end of the day, we find hope in our Christian faith. And if that's us being God's messenger, then absolutely. <laughs> Do you ever find that an awkward situation for you with your Christian content? You're playing with bands that may not have the same philosophical or faith viewpoint. Does it ever create conflict? Um, actually, we've been pretty fortunate to find a lot of the bands even if they're non-Christian, um, they respect what we do. And I think it's because we give respect and get respect in return. And when we're on stage, you know, we're just called to love everybody, you know, just like Jesus loved. You know, we're not trying to be some band that pushes our beliefs down people's throats, you know, because we don't want to make people uncomfortable, you know. We want to show people that we're in this world together, Christian or not. And just because we have certain beliefs and you have different beliefs than us or whatever, doesn't mean that we can't, you know, go inside of a, you know, like we're playing a bar tonight and, and have a great time at a metal show. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it creates too much awkwardness. You know, there are sometimes, if anything, it's probably Christian people that look at us differently. <laughs> you know? Well, I want to pull out one of the songs from For the Broken that deals with mental health on the song Voices. Did that come from personal experience? Um, yeah, I would say so. A few of us have dealt with um, issues, you know, being not very steady mentally and, you know, been on medications, seeking counseling and stuff. And, you know, it's just been because of uh, the hardships that we've been in life. So it does come from a the roots of that song, even though I think it's like a fun song to play and it's a very fun, jumpy kind of song, um, the theme of it does come from a, a very real place, for sure. Sometimes the Christians in particular, they say, well, just pray about it. It'll all be okay. God will take care of the mental health issue. Not always the case. Yeah, and that's true. And that's like with me, I had a counseling, church counseling, so this was actually Christian counseling through my church, and I think praying about it is important, but I think if God gives you the wisdom to be on medication and those doors uh, are open for you, then I don't think that's like not of God or anything like that. You know, that could be an answer to your prayer right there, you know? And even my counselor, you know, he said certain times um, medication is, is necessary. So, yeah, it is good to pray about it, but, you know, when the answer of your prayers is medication, then maybe that's what you need to do, <laughs> you know? Has Convictions ever felt uncomfortable about sharing a certain topic? Um, that's a good question. I think we're pretty comfortable about 
being very vulnerable in our music. There has been certain times where we thought, should we put that in there or should we not when we're writing a certain song? Um, for instance, there's a line we got a lot of flack with in our last release, um, I Will Become. Um, it was in the song um, Clouded Mind, which also deals with mental health issues. And we put the line, um, what the hell is wrong with me? And, you know, we had written that line and we did kind of go back and forth, like, is this something we should put in there? And then we settled on, yeah, we should, because it's real, it's honest. It's something we have asked God before. And even though we did get flack, you know, like <laughs> somebody say, well, that's profanity in your music. Well, it was the most honest and vulnerable thing we could put in there because it's literally something we've cried out to God before. I think Hell's Fairly Light, that has come up with other Christian bands, including the F word. Is there ever a limit to the type of vocabulary you could use? Yeah, I think with being a Christian band, we should still be an example. I think there is a sense of humility. Yes, we put our struggles in the music, and sometimes those are dark. But if you're just swearing or using certain vocabulary to come off as edgy or just to sell more albums, then I don't think it's coming from a, the right spot in your heart. But if it's something real and authentic, and maybe people can relate to it, then I don't really think there is a limit per se. A couple of years ago, Convictions recorded the song Charlatan, a song about not being true to our faith. That comes up again on Hope for the Broken with the song False Witnesses. Do people intentionally corrupt the words of Christ to suit themselves? I, I think they do. I think that's dangerous, you know. We wrote those two songs about being cast out or judged by people that are called to be our leaders, you know, whether they're a preacher or a teacher or something like that, you know, and then they are turning your back on you. You know, I'm just going to be transparent. Like uh, Josh, our guitarist, he got kicked out of his worship team when his girlfriend moved from Indiana to Ohio and they got a place together. That had some to do with it. You know, it's a touchy subject, but we've heard countless stories of that same kind of thing where instead of the church embracing somebody for being different and pulling them in and helping them, they have been kicked out or shunned, whether it's because of their sexual orientation or because um, they look or dress differently. And we've heard that so many times like at our merch table and it's really struck a nerve with us, you know, because we're a Christian band and we're all Christians and we just try to love and embrace people. And when we hear people that are supposed to be the teachers of the church or the leaders doing basically the exact opposite, you know, it, it strikes a nerve with us and it's sad, you know, really. It's not right. It's not right. I'm sure you knew this was already coming, Zach. How strong are the convictions of the band? to keep delivering your message? Those are our strongest convictions, you know, to deliver our message. that We say it every day. Originally, this band, our, like, I guess motto was we set out to help one person, maybe change one person's lives. And I know we've already accomplished that and more. 
than God, you know? So that is our, our strongest thing is just to do what we do. And if it helps people, great, you know, it's helping us. <laughs> and the last thought, are people going to be welcoming of the message that you put on hope for the broken? Yeah, I'm sure we'll get some hate or get some backlash, but that's okay. We, we've kind of taken that as, well, we're growing. The more hate we get, you know, we're growing. So that's good. But so far, what I've seen just by our posts today, like it's, it's doing really well. Um, the response, um, it's something that we're all proud of. And we hope that people understand the message. And hopefully it is hope for those people that are, that are struggling, you know, that people that might be broken. Zach, this has been cool. Have a great show tonight. And thanks for coming on The Antidote. Uh, thank you for having me. This has been fun.